Welcome to the Inclusive Activism Podcast. I am so happy to be coming to you at the end of this September 2021. And today, we are going to learn a little bit more about ourselves. So again, to understand ourselves, we really need to deeply understand where we come from, what is like part of what it like makes that thing, what are patterns or things that happen to us that make us the way that we are. And today, what we are going to talk about is the four attachment styles that we have, that we can have with others. And a lot of your attachment style, this is like how you reach out, how you get a sense of like fulfillment or being seen by loved ones, friends, family, whomever, right? So there's two different ways attachment can happen in dysfunctional frames, right? The first one is um, attachment anxiety. Attachment anxiety is kind of like the degree to which you might fear rejection by a relationship partner. So if you have this kind of concept of high attachment anxiety, you see yourself as unlovable or unworthy. So you you may think that you're being ignored or this might have happened to you because you might have been ignored a little bit too much as a child or you were abused as a child or you were treated as a burden uh, by your family maybe weren't necessarily valued as much as you could have been and so you if you have attachment anxiety might go through this constant chronic fear of abandonment in your close relationships if you have low attachment attachment anxiety, generally speaking, you feel worthy of attention. You feel as though you're, um, when you think about your upbringing, you feel as though you were born and raised in a space that was supportive, affectionate, loving. You were wanted. Um, there was a sense of worthiness or that you were enough in those spaces. And as a result, you tend to feel comfortable and content, confident in intimate involvements, right? So again, attachment anxiety is when you're worried or you're not sure that you're worthwhile or worthy and that people might leave you, right? And this is based on really how your family treated you when you grew up. Um, our caregivers play an incredibly important and cru- cru- crucial role in the process of us growing up and having a good sense of self, right? So. They give us a set of beliefs, of values, of attitudes, and we construct those ideas. We use, we borrow what the, how they treated us to create, to create our sense of self, to get a sense of who I am. Uh, so we have these powerful emotion, emotional bonds with people that are our caregivers, people that are our family, whether they're chosen or blood, and those are communicated to us. And then we hold these powerful beliefs about how we're supposed to be or act in certain ways. And so understanding this is super important. So if you have attachment avoidance, that's kind of the opposite of the different like way. Like attachment avoidance is the opposite of anxiety. It is the degree to which someone desires close interpersonal ties. So if you have high attachment avoidance, you're more likely to experience little interest in intimacy. You're gonna be really more comfortable being alone. You're gonna prefer solitude. 
Um, These feelings might stem from childhood neglect or an upbringing that really strongly encouraged independence or autonomy, right? We really need that sense of independence. You know, independence and autonomy is good, but if you're like too independent, you can't be interdependent and you can't really be in a relationship with someone else. So for example, if you experience attachment avoidance, um, you do seek intimacy and interdependence with others. Um, If you have this low attachment avoidance, you do want this thing with others because you learned in childhood that these connections were essential for happiness and well-being, right? So you learned that you were lovable and worthy. You don't have low attachment avoidance because you are good to go. Um, So these, these two attachment, this concept of attachment anxiety and attachment avoidance gives us a sense of whether we seek out, like if we're worried about like our attachments and we're constantly scared about them or avoidance, um, I'm scared of other people. I don't want to get too close to them. I'm afraid they're going to leave me. Um, or so you could have high attachment anxiety or which means like, I'm very scared you're going to leave. Or you could have high attachment avoidance, which is the idea of like, I don't want to get too close to you because you could leave me. Um, or you can have low attachment anxiety, right? Like I feel lovable. I feel worthy of attention. Um, when you grew up, you were treated and you were in a supportive and affectionate space. You were felt as though you wanted, you were comfortable and confident in intimate involvements, or you can have low attachment avoidance, which means that you want to be close with others. You're comfortable comfortable being in places of interdependence where you both rely on one another as independent people because you learned that in childhood these connections were essential for happiness and essential for well-being so once you get a sense of these two things this helps you understand the four attachment styles so the first attachment style is the goal this is where we want to go this is who and how we want to be secure attachment individuals are people that are both low with anxiety attachment with attachment anxiety as well as attachment avoidance these people are comfortable with intimacy and they seek close ties with others secure individuals tend to report warm and supportive relationships a high sense of self-esteem they have a sense of confidence in themselves they're like that calm confident person that we talk about wanting to be all the time and their ability and they and because of that they have the ability to communicate this internal way of being to others when it's time to connect with folks when relationship problems do happen they are able to resolve them and they are more willing to solicit support from outside others friends family connections whomever like if they have this problem with this one person they rely on their other social network to help them through this problem with others and hopefully those reliable social networks of others gives them great advice about how to solve the problem with somebody different so in addition they are definitely comfortable with sexual intimacy and they are much likely to engage in risky sexual behavior right again goal be and have secure attachment. Um, Another attachment type is that of preoccupied attachment. Preoccupied attachment adults have high anxiety and low avoidance. They desire closeness, but they are so afraid over and over again all the time of being rejected. They may seek sexual contact to satisfy their compulsive 
need to be validated and loved by others. When faced with relationship problems or issues or challenges, preoccupied tenders uh, individuals tend to ex- to react with very negative eno- emotions and tend to lack a lot of trust. Like they might be like feeling or thinking, I know you don't love me or I know I'm not worth worthwhile. Um, they might accuse others of just pretending to like them, right? Or not really being fully committed or involved. These individuals tend to have difficulty maintaining long-term involvements because they're always super needy. They're always needing this other person to prove that that they're worthy, that they like the relationship, that the relationship matters, that this is important. So this constant need to be validated kind of like communicates to the other person, something's wrong with this, with me, something's wrong with how I'm being, like I don't know or believe that I'm worth it. And if you communicate that message upline to someone enough, They might be like, hey, what do you know about you that I don't know about you? And then they could actually get kind of like sketched out a little bit about like how much you need validation because like they like you and they think you're pretty cool. But if you feel this way about you, what do you know about you that I don't know about you that I should know about you? Or perhaps I should break up with you because you might know something about yourself that I don't know about you and I need to be in on this deal. Otherwise, maybe like I'm going to be in for a world of hurt. Next one is people with low anxiety and high avoidance tend to have a thing called dismissive attachment style. They view relationships as comparatively unimportant, instead tending tending to hold up or prioritize self-reliance and independence only. These relationship, any relationship problems, issues, or crises tend to evoke in them hitting the eject button. I don't need this kind of hassle. This is too much work. You're way too much of a problem, right? So they end up self-sabotaging how happy relationships because they're like, this is a pain in the butt. So over and over again, they like find an excuse to hit the eject button on relationships. And because of this, they're more likely than other attachment styles to engage in very casual sexual relationships and tend to view view the idea that love without sex is po- uh, positive, right? So they tend to undermine the sexual, the emotional connection that happens with sexual contact. So because of this, right, they find themselves constantly alone or in series of back-to-back-to-back relationships because they keep bailing out of things because also, like too, they've overlearned that being independent is really important. And so they'll tend to push away intimacy or closeness and maybe it's because they're afraid somebody's going to leave them so they avoid relationships or maybe it's because they're like I don't know how I don't like being like like I don't like having to rely on somebody else. I don't believe in you. I don't think you are completely there for me enough. So they will be lonely over time because over and over again, they keep bailing out of a relationship that might be really good. Finally, we got the fearful attachment style. And these are folks that have, are both high in anxiety and high in avoidance. So they, these folks fear rejection and tend to shun relationships in, ge- in general. Fearful people tend to develop close ties can develop close ties, even if the relationship seems to guarantee a lack of rejection. 
such as being with a partner that is disabled or dependent. These folks tend to like find and fall into codependent relationships because they know that other person really can't leave them because they totally need them every single day. Um, but even then, they suffer from a chronic lack of faith from in themselves and their partners and this relationship's future viability. So they don't really believe that they're good enough. They don't believe that their partner's good enough. And fearful anxiety can sometimes look like they have preoccupied attachment. They need over and over again love and validation. Or they can look like dismissive attachment because they'll like reject people because they're like afraid. That, uh, again, like, being dependent is no good. And so they're kind of like a weird mix of attacks. Uh, They can be somewhat situationally uh, preoccupied or dismissive at times because they've really learned, like, through really traumatic pasts, right? So if you've had a lot of, like, physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse in your past, perhaps you have a fearful avoidant uh, attachment type. Because uh, you're really afraid of rejection and you're really afraid of close relationships because sometimes that's always meant just hurt, right? And so uh, folks in this area really have a hard time getting to secure attachment because they learned love is pain. And the fact that love is pain is something I need to be aware of and like really think about and consider. So with that, like think about you, right? Are you the person that tends to dump everybody all the time? If so, per maybe you're one of those dismissive, avoidant type people that like tend to find the fault in other people all the time. But because you always do this thing, or perhaps you always pick a partner that you know is less than perfect, because then it's a very safe and manageable relationship for you, you'll never really be able to fall in deep love and have deep connection with others. Because over time, you've learned that you can only rely on you. And if you can only rely on you, well, you're the only person that's ever going to be around. And so you will find yourself alone because you dismiss any relationship and you downplay its importance. Perhaps you're preoccupied, right? So you're really afraid of rejection, but you still desire close relationships. But it's hard because over and over again, you're needing affirmation, validation. You're needing the other person to tell you everything's all right. You're safe. This relationship's good. This relationship's fine. And because you're so preoccupied with stuff, like you kind of sabotage relationships too because you can't just relax into knowing and feeling as though this is a safe and secure place. If you're always fearful and scared, you're kind of eventually run people off because you're so needy all the time. Uh, Fearful is just a whole big mix of like preoccupied and dismissive and they're just afraid of relationships even if they want relationships because they've hurt, you know, they understand like connection's good and I might need that thing, but like it's pain and it's difficult. It's always a problem and so they can be very afraid. Lastly, secure attachment. This is the goal. And even if you have learned to have high attachment anxiety or high avoidance, you can actually still get to secure attachment. You may need therapy. You may need uh, more secure types around you, secure, more secure friends, more secure family members, maybe adopted family members. So you can actually have the opportunity of having this thing. And a secure attachment uh, has that tendency to seek close relationships and they feel comfortable and confident with closeness and intimacy, right? Um, my partner is a pretty good at this secure attachment thing. She has two wonderful functional parents 
And because they both love her, because they have a high sense of worth and value in themselves, my partner has a sense of high worth and of self and value in herself. And so she doesn't put up with a lot of BS from me or like jerking her around. And um, two, I have learned to be more secure in my attachment with her because of the fact that I've learned that like I can rely on her. I can count on her. She's a good an excellent partner that I can trust and be with and I don't have to be afraid. So that's another example of like how this stuff manifests and we can all, to get to any place, we got to recognize where we're starting, right? I was starting from fearful. Like I was starting as far from secure as possible, but through effort, through work, through finding value in myself, through practicing self-love, through uh, talking with my friends who are counselors, like I've been able to like move to uh, spaces where I've been able to get more secure, but I couldn't get there without recognizing I'm starting at fearful. And starting at fearful, like I moved from fearful to preoccupied. I was like very needy, and I always thought if anybody dumped me, that was again validation of my own lack of potential worth, which again that was a problem because like my neediness would run people off. Um, then in my twenties, I was like, let's try dismissive, right? I don't need relationships. I'm too cool for that stuff, but it's hard because then I either date people that are easy to be in charge of a control. Um, I can pick relationships that are safe or easy for me and I can never relax back into love because like I'm always controlling everything or I'm picking folks that I know that are less than me that keep me in a space where I feel very comfortable because I'm always in charge of things. Again, can't like let go, surrender, and have love if you're in charge of everything all the time. And this has helped me move to that secure area, right? Where I can like be aware that I have insecurities, be aware that I have fears, and understand that those things won't always control me. It's something I need to be aware of. It's something that I need to work actively against all the time. Um, But it doesn't mean Just because this thing happened in my past, it doesn't dictate my future. Rather, my past is an indication of the need to understand that this is where I'm starting from. This is what I've been conditioned with, and this is what I need to work against. Um, Because I'm not going to have a secure attachment until I get to a secure space, and that means me putting in the work to get to that place. Without putting in the work, I'm never going to arrive, right? Uh, Remember, if we want the thing from others, we got to be the thing that we want from others ourselves. Because when we communicate and give out what we want from others, they will actually reciprocate what we are giving them because we're pumping out the thing that they need to see from us to give us that thing in return. And really understanding these attachment styles is super important. Um, We see over and over these patterns replicate and happen again and again because like when we're born we have no sense of self-awareness we don't have a sense of self-concept we have no sense of how to value that self-esteem like realizing as we mature we become aware of ourselves as unique and separate from our environment we begin to evolve with the developing of a self-concept understanding what our family and our family environment has done to us and Uh, for us in our early years and how that impacts our self-esteem in later life really gives us a sense of how we might fall into these four quadrants. And just because you might trend or tend to favor a certain style doesn't mean you can't move from that space. You just got to recognize, hey, I'm here right now and I need to do something about this. 
And so if I'm in a space of like worrying about my like sense of worth, like I can like communicate, like right now I'm struggling along with self-worth. And so I might feel a little bit more needy now, or like I'm scared right now. And so I might be exhibiting more dismissive patterns. I might be showing more disgust or I might be um, treating you like you're not that big of a deal, even though you are, but I'm working through that thing and I'm sorry that this thing's happening, right? This allows you to slowly move step-by-step towards that secure attachment, which is really gonna help you a lot. So with that, uh, today we talked about that our past and our family involvements can either give us high attachment anxiety or low attachment anxiety. We can have high attachment avoidance or low attachment avoidance. And those things manifest in four different attachment styles. We can have secure attachment, the place that we end up, want to end up being. We can have preoccupied attachment with high anxiety and a lot of neediness. Um, wanting relationships, but also like not being confident in the relationship ever. We can have dismissive attachment. We can see closeness as like scary or problematic because we've been hurt before, or we really want to manage or only have relationships on our own terms, which you can't have a, you know, everybody's got to have terms if we're ever going to like truly have a loving, healthy relationship. Or we could be fearful, right? A mix of preoccupied and dismissive. We can have had a lot of trauma in our past that really makes relationships hard. And understanding where we're starting from helps us get to and take steps towards moving towards more of a secure attachment. Again, if you want to be less preoccupied, recognize the behaviors that show that you're preoccupied and attempt to limit those things and attempt to engage in or involve yourself with more secure type behaviors that'll help you move towards that thing. If you're more dismissive or you tend to reject your relationships, recognize those patterns or behaviors that show you doing that thing, attempt to limit those behaviors and engage in more secure attachment behaviors. So again, we are what we do over and over again. If you want to take a step towards being more secure, then simply move in that direction. So with that, I hope this podcast has been helpful and wonderful for you. I'm so glad that I can get in your ears before the end of this month, and I'm really excited to get in your ears in October. Uh, maybe I can find something neat and fear-related to talk to you about over the the Halloween um, like holiday, because that's about the time I'll be recording. So if this podcast has been helpful for you or you learned something amazing, why don't you rate and review the podcast? It's been a long time since someone's rated or reviewed the podcast, and I would really appreciate it if you did so. Or you can share this podcast with someone else. Like in like Apple Podcasts, I know you can like hit the like text it to somebody. Text it to somebody. Email it to somebody. Facebook it to somebody. Post it on social media and be like, this was helpful me for me. I learned that I'm a got preoccupied attachment. What attachment style are you? You can create a dialogue around this thing. Cause like making something mentionable is the beginning of making it manageable. But we gotta recognize that that is a possibility. And with that, I deeply appreciate the opportunity to be in your ears, to talk to you for the past couple of minutes. And I hope this like really helped you learn something about yourself because understanding what our family and our upbringing has done to make us the way we are, gives us the power and the capacity to make ourselves into who we want to be. We just got to be aware of those things. So with that, peace and blessings to you. I hope you're well. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at inclusiveactivismcox.net or learn about more about what I'm up to at inclusiveactivism.com. And with that, be well, and I'll see you next time around.